This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. You spoke, Renard, about legalities, and we spoke about this in the teaser. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and what you wish you had known before you, got, you, you came to America about legalities in America? Because that is something that can be very scary for many international nurses. Yeah, um, you know, comparing Philippines, the practice of nursing in Philippines and the U.S. is that uh, um, legalities is really big in, in the United States. Uh, that's what they always said, you know, even in the Philippines, if it is not documented, means it didn't happen at all. Okay. Um, so a basic example for that, you see your patient, you're doing your assessment, and then you see your patients, they say, for example, you work in a message or telemetry area or an ICU, and then you got this patient, newly admitted patient from a nursing home, let's say, for example, and then you see, uh, let's say, um, wound in the coccyx or in the sacrum, in the buttocks, ulcer. pressure ulcer. And then you didn't document it in the wound section of your um, your workflow sheet in the uh, electronic records, and then, or even you didn't take a picture on it, just follow your hospital policy. Because if that one is not documented, and then the patient develop a bed sore, I mean, it already has a bed sore, and then eventually later on progressing to a, you know, like a, a, a very septic wound, and then now the patient complains, you know, they, they, they can turn around and then make a stories, you know, this wound develop in the hospital and then they can sue the hospital. And then when they go back to your documentation and you didn't document that one, and then that's a big loss for the hospital. Okay. So that's the, you know, uh, documentation, it's a big issue where you work at anywhere in the United States because that's the only thing that supports your uh, practice because even you can lose your license. I have a friend, it's just only a, a small, um, what do you call this? You know, the nasal, the oxygen cannula, it developed a sore there and then even the hospital didn't uh, uh, help her and then even brought this issue to the nursing board. You know, like you go through all those process, but you know, she, she, you can still get your license back and all this stuff. But if you go through that process, it's a hustle. It's a hustle. Yeah. So, and legalities can be something very scary for an internet. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Rianne, do you have any um, thoughts or advice to share? Um, I have three. Uh, one is about the HIPAA we call the privacy act here in america so num that's the number one also that they're telling us during the orientation uh we don't need to uh, uh talk about um, particular patients even just the age of the patient or even the name um they're very um particular with that you don't have to mention or talk in during um when you are walking on the hallway or in the elevator, you don't talk about the patient. So you don't also take pictures with their names, with their faces. So all the all the um, um, 
information about the patient is just in the epic or in the computer the computer of the patient i mean the computer in, of the hospital so you don't need to take it out of the hospital and no picture taking also and of course i work in a big hospital here in houston so we get a lot of um patients um uh, past presidents of the uh, of the united states athletes um um, football athletes, ballet dancers, I mean, uh, really big names. So if you check on that and you are not on a direct care to that patient, you can get fired. A lot of a lot of nurses got fired because they just clicked on that, um, um, what they call this, the name of those uh, big persons, big personalities. So just be very careful with that. If you are not a direct care nurse, don't ever click on that because in just one click, you can get fired. That's true. And number two also, falls regarding falls. In the Philippines, we don't actually, I seldom encounter falls. Here in America, falls is really a big issue. So be very careful. And aside from that, in the Philippines, they get a lot of visitors and family members are at the bedside. Here in America, expect that the patient will just come there by themselves. Um, it's not uh, in their culture that the family will go there and take care of them. So falls is really a big issue. And the third one, I should say, is about the restraints, especially if the patient is uh, on DNR. Um, within 24 hours, if the patient is on DNR and he or she is on restraint, the state will um, um, try to really investigate. The state court will try to investigate you. So those things, I really don't know uh, until I came here in America. So just be very careful because it's your license that is on hand. It's on state. So those are the, some advices I can give. And also to add on with that, Rian and Tanya, because I have that uh, personal experience actually uh, regarding patient fall, uh, where I work in Las Vegas. And then um, it was really, really tough because the patient fell. It's not because of uh, I didn't do anything, you know. So, you know, before you do your assessment, you, you documented it, you know, like patient uh, put the bed alarm on, uh, all these precautionary measures. And then what happened? Suddenly, the patient fell. I was with the other room taking care of another patient, blah, 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 and, and the patient fell. And then now what happened, legality came in. The family members to the hospital. Okay? So I was not there in the court, you know, to, to speak for, for the hospital. But I was uh, thoroughly, you know, investigated by my manager. What happened, you know, like all these explanations, and then because of that uh, incident, you know, the hospital uh, did a lot of stuff, you know, like um, they did that vocera, they link in that uh, bed alarm that goes to the vocera and then it alarms nurses, you know, your, your patient is, you know, is, is getting up, you may fall. So, yeah, those are the things that uh, we, we need to emphasize, you know, especially nurses just starting here in the, in the U.S. because these are all very stressful you know, in the workplace, especially for nurses, you know, never had this kind of uh, work environment. Yeah. And and don't, and then that's the really the, the beauty of doing the Lafora talk show is to share that information in a way that really is helping other people. Because if you don't even know these things exist, you can't know how to look out for yourself, really. That's true. You know? And and the, 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 the intention here is not to scare anyone. It's really to educate. That's true. 
it's really to educate. From a clinical perspective, two questions. What do you think is the biggest difference um, in practice of what you experienced outside the U.S. to what you experienced inside the U.S.? And the second part of the question is, is there anything that you would advise a nurse to do now to try and prepare for that difference from a clinical perspective? Rianne? Um, for a clin- uh, for the clinical perspective, I should say that nurses here in America have more autonomy, and they are really, really respected. They actually, um, people will say that if um you're a nurse, you you're uh, earning high, or you have a job security. So, well, it's actually true, but also it depends on the state, on the hospital, or your uh, your employer. So it depends. But uh, I could say that. Nurses are really respected here, and um, one thing um, with what uh, with what Bernard is doing right now, the nurse practitioner in the Philippines, we don't have nurse practitioners, I think yet. So it's really a big help because during code blue or during CERT, what what we call the clinical emergency response team, the the nurse practitioners will be the first one, aside from the doctor going there, giving all the orders, giving all the instructions what to do to uh, save the patient's life. So I think that is really very um, uh, rewarding, and uh, that's the very big difference in the Philippines, clinically speaking. And aside from that, um, on the patients, uh, when patients are Comparing Philippines and uh, America, when discharging patient in the Philippines, we do it manually. We even um, compute or um, uh, uh, um, what they call this, the field health and the bills of the patient. We really need to check it. Unlike here, and uh, compared to the Philippines, huh? But here in America, we don't do it. We just give the in- patient's instruction. Just tell the case manager and. Actually, sometimes we also have a discharge nurse here. So they will be the one focusing on the discharge of the patient. So, But here in America, it's really fast. If the patient is for discharge, then he or she can be discharged easily without um, you um, being problematic about the papers. So just give the patient's instructions about the medicines, when is the follow-up checkup, and just remove all the contraptions such as the IV, and then the patient can go. And that's it. Unlike in the Philippines, it's very um, manually or hand, really handwritten. So that's the difference clinically. So I think what can I advise to um, uh, nurses coming here in the United States? Of course, you have to prepare um, not only physically, but really mentally, spiritually, and you have to attend a lot of um, seminars or trainings that would really be help, uh, be helpful in your nursing career here because you have to be really competitive. You'll be dealing with um, a lot of nationalities, like not only American people. Of course, you're bringing the flag of the Philippines. I mean, as a Filipina nurse, they are really well respected. They know that you are... Um, very smart and very not only skillful but also very smart and very they all of them are i mean um the patients even the patients they're really uh, uh happy if the nurse is a filipino or a filipina so you have to um keep up with that because um if you come here unprepared you will really have um, a hard time adjusting so that's, true. that's my advice 
Yeah, uh, in my case, <laughs> well, in my case, so I, I've been a nurse for, uh, I would say like 12 years here in the U.S. So uh, nursing in America, you know, developed my skills really. And then um, I can say that skills, you know, it, it, it's not a one day uh, lesson that you have to to build it every day you know, years and years. So the big difference between nurses in the Philippines and also here is that the autonomy and then the independent of judgment. What I'm trying to say is that uh, when you see your patient, you, if, let's say, for example, you work in an emergency room and a patient comes in and then shortness of breath. So before you, you, you're the triage nurse, before you present that to the doctor, what's going on? you know already what's the history of the patient. You know already when was the last time this patient experienced shortness of breath or chest pain. You know, you're, you should build your assessment skills, okay? Um, you know your vital signs, you know your blood pressure, you know the EKG reading, and blah, 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 okay? Because uh, these are skills that needs to develop over time. Okay. One thing that I can advise for those nurses wanting to come here in America, if you had the opportunity to go to other countries while waiting for your green card, let's say you work in Middle East, you have the opportunity in Middle East, you have opportunity in Canada or your opportunity in UK, grab that opportunity because these countries, you know, are patterned. Um, the nursing practice is almost the same. And also the equipment, the diagnostic tests, uh, they're, they're almost the same. The only thing difference is that how the healthcare practice being carried on. So um, the lack of judgment for nursing in the Philippines, because I remember when I was practicing nursing in the Philippines, I just followed doctor's order. Okay. So when patient comes in, I need, for example, I need an order to insert an IV. In America, once the patient is in your unit, the doctor is expecting you have an IV inserted already, okay? And then the doctors already expected that you have, you know, the, the history of the patient. Know your patient. That's all I, I want to say. So that's the big thing because it develops confidence. And then know your labs. Know your patient so that if if you, you you talk to the doctor, the doctor will just you know uh, add on and then uh, uh, ask patient also. And another thing is that um, Filipino nurses is there's a lack of communication between uh, care team like doctors, physical therapies, uh, respiratory therapies because here uh, they know you you are the direct patient care. Okay, they. These people, or the doctors, artists, physical therapists, they rely on you. Okay, when the here when the when they, the doctor made the rounds, they would say, "How's my patient? What do you need from me?" That's what the doctor would say. So you already know. You you know you ask you 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 assess your patient. Oh, doctor, my patient is that um, needs a physical therapy. There's a problem with the swallowing. I need an order for speech eval. And then probably because the the hemoglobin drops, I need the the CBC ordered. Maybe we can trend the the check of blood work, things like that. So you're really on the top of the game, you know. So uh, that makes you uh, a very extraordinary nurse. But also, that's what nurses expected to do their job here in the U.S. It sounds very scary. It sounds very stressful. But when you go that every day, you 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 will get it. You know the 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 drill and then the, uh, the skills. It takes time to build that confidence, yes. I think. Mm -hmm.
that's why you you know like get experience as much as you can i think that's that's also great advice because i you know it's it's a it's a it's a combination of things it's not just the electronic medical records if you haven't worked with that it's not just the differences um you know there might be different medication names or things like that but very very important is that assertiveness and that independence and autonomy and so it's kind of like a like a paradigm shift because oh, you know you you're used to the 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 the, the doctor being in charge and, and yeah. it's very very different one thing just so i don't tanya the one thing that i learned that the doctor told me that i i can't forget is that when i presented the case to the to the doctor and then i i presented a number that is abnormal and then what did he say to me how's your patient okay you have abnormal values but how's your patient is your patient really critically ill or what and then tell me what's going on to your patient well I'm like okay it's your patient, <laughs> yeah, it's your patient. <laughs> yeah um okay moving on to a question from sun sun is asking are hospital employers slash employers sponsoring employees for further education is it free are there community colleges that we can roll to to despite being an immigrant um if you want to take that question yes of course here in america uh, especially in uh in in my hospital they shoulder um the seminars and trainings especially the bls and the acls uh they will short, shoulder everything and they will pay you per hour that's true how, how much your uh, salary per hour they will pay you aside from them paying the the fee the seminar or training fee they will pay you per hour because uh, it also will help the hospital, um, not only you, but also the hospital. So, yeah, it's free. Yeah, uh, continuing education is uh, is really big thing in the nurses or in a hospital, you know. Uh, they're very good at it, training uh, nurses, because I, I think that's a legal issue also here in America. Once the hospital didn't train their, their staff or giving continuing education, and then you can say, oh, I didn't know this, you know, this kind of training. So you can brought that to the hospital and the hospital might be in trouble. So that would be the least of your concern as what uh, Rian said, it's free. At the same time, you're getting paid, which is the best part. Actually, I have a class to attend after this uh, talk to the, uh, to the hospital. So I just gonna sit there and then listen to this uh, education and getting paid. So okay. how's that? In addition, also community college. Yes, we have community colleges and actually universities here, especially in Texas. Uh, all the medical, um, big universities, uh, medical schools are here. So it's really good. And actually my hospital shoulders like, um, or have a budget of 4,000 per year, $4,000 per year for your um, tuition fee. And that just brings me to an additional comment is it's very important to ask these questions of your employer if you have already got a sponsor because every employer has have different educational policies and benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, also different if you are working in a hospital or if you're working maybe in a nursing home, long-term care, skilled nursing, um, you know, if you're working in a surgery center. So, you know, what Bernard and Rianne are, are, are expressing is their experience um, from an education perspective, but different organizations might have different benefits in that regard. So that's, that's part of the, the research that both of, both Rhiannon and Bernard have told you. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. 
Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Um, we spoke in the teaser about financial literacy. This is a big thing for many nurses coming to the US, right? So credit history, insurance, taxes, 401ks. What do you wish you had known before you came to America? And what advice would you give to anybody who is not yet here to try prepare themselves in terms of financial literacy? Because this is a big issue, a big topic. Mm -hmm. So regarding the credit score, I didn't know about credit score. And what is credit score? Actually, because we don't we don't have that in the Philippines. It's only like, okay. And then my, my aunt, who's also an accountant, told me about that. And then during the orientation, they told us about credit score. So credit score, it's a score that you build through time. It's um, ranging from 300 to 850. So the higher, the better, of course. So um, depending on your credit score, it's uh, how the lenders will lend you or um, give you the money if you want to buy a house, if you want to um, uh, buy a car. So if your credit score is not good, so of course they will uh, question or will not allow, uh, will not um, lend you money if you have some loans. And if you want to uh, apply for a bank, so uh, um, um, a credit on the bank, it's, it will really be hard for you if you don't have, uh, if you have a bad credit score. So how will you um, build your credit score? Of course, um, you have to pay debt, um, your debt if you have any. You have to make your, um, what do you call this, your, uh, your credits real low. Don't um, reach the maximum the maximum limit and also you have always to pay on time all your um, because here in America all is automated and like in the Philippines I am used always to carry cash, cash. right now I don't actually have <laughs> cash it's only credit cards so uh, they are already uh, they're always monitoring your credit cards if you pay on time or not so that's how the credit score uh, works and then about the taxes um, it's different per state it's different. So like here in Texas, uh, like what Miss um, Jean told, I saw one of the, the talk shows before. She told that um, Texas only uh, pay about, uh, pays the federal tax. And like in other states, they pay um, city tax, state tax, and federal tax. So it depends on the, uh, on the city or the state that you, I mean, the state that you will uh, go to. So research. We always emphasize here that research on the place that you will go to. And um, regarding insurances, here in America, insurance is everything. So you, you are insured, you're, yourself is insured, your house is insured, your car is insured. Actually, even my gun. I have my own gun. Oh. So my gun is insured also. Okay. So everything here is insured. So always... Um, uh, know about uh, the legalities, the laws in your state regarding insurances also. And about the savings, retirement savings, the 401, 403, it will be discussed by your employer, but also uh, know your rights, know your responsibilities regarding that. And of course, if you are single, expect that the tax is really higher. 
but it will be good you will uh for me i advise that um put more on your retirement savings so at least if you are single so at least you will see the the fruit of your labor in the end so that's it about my advices regarding the taxes and the credit score and stuff maybe right. more you can add yeah. Well, um, I can add some of it. Uh, I, I think Rian uh, mentioned almost everything uh, the, uh, important about financial li uh, literacy in the United States. Um, for those nurses to come here, I mean, I would say save. Okay, um, don't be um, extravagant on your spending. Don't use your credit uh, card if you're not able to pay. Uh, pay your credit card on time so that you're building a good credit score because your score will help you, you know, getting a house, getting a good uh, interest rate, a lower interest rate, because that really matters. You know, every single cent or dollars you earn, you earn that. That's a hard work. Okay. And then uh, for, ta uh, for taxes, uh, as what Rian said, every state has different ta uh, tax payments or uh, collections. In California, we're paying three, right? Federal, state, and also city taxes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's big. You know, it's a huge um, um, deduction of your salary, but it compensates what you're earning. Yeah, don't worry how much you're earning in certain states. Let's say you earn only twenty dollars per hour, as compared to California, that nurses making here like sixty-five to seventy-five dollars per hour, even ninety or even a hundred dollars per hour. I've never heard this one. So, but don't don't catch that uh, higher rate because you know the the cost of living also is very high. And then the four hundred one k, because I would really recommend or you know advice for those new nurses who uh, just started here. Put money in your 401k aside from your savings is that it is a pre-tax, okay? Most of the 401k deducted to you is just a pre-tax. means to say um, you're not getting tax on that. You're getting tax at the end, uh, at the time that you're getting the money on the retirement day. So um, that's, that's, that's a huge thing because, you know, you don't want uh, getting old. You don't have money, but you have all these extravagant cars and houses, but you don't have cash and savings in your bank that is something <laughs> that you need to work on starting from especially when you're young um yeah so those are the advices okay excellent i think it was very clear very good advice from both rian and bernard um and thank you for that because i think for many nurses coming here first of all they don't even know that credit history exists never mind to find out about it they don't know what a 401k means they don't know that different states have different tax structures and how that affects the rate. And again, this is the importance and the beauty of the Lafora talk show is this is a platform for nurses helping nurses where you are sharing that, you know, with other nurses so that you can so that um, if you're coming to America, you can educate yourself about these things. And hopefully that's where your culture shock will be much less. Um, and that's really the goal. And um, one quick question on the clinical side that I wanted to ask for um, for Razmel, who said, grateful for this talk. Great, Razmel. I'm glad that you like it. And um, I have to ask, how long did it take you to adjust to American clinical standards? For me, I think uh, because in my hospital, they train nurses, new nurses for two to three months. 
So they they uh, they will allow you to be trained with a preceptor for two to three months. And if you're not comfortable yet, they can extend your uh, orientation or your um, preceptee uh, precept preceptee um, time. So, but for us nurses, because Filipino nurses are really um, very flexible and they are really fast learners. So in a month or two, you will be. And, and if you are already experienced, uh, it will really help. But it doesn't necessarily need, like, you You should be the highest or really skillful. Still, of course, your attitude. Number one for me is attitude. Next is your, your skills and your um, your knowledge about the topic. I, I mean, the, the nursing stuff. But your attitude, your being positive will help. A positive attitude and an open mind will really help you to adjust. So it it depends on you. It depends on the person still. Actually, uh, with regards to that, it varies, right? Um, it varies what is your specialty area you're practicing. If you are medical, surgical, telemetry, ICU, surgery. So um, skills-wise, if you've been experienced nurse, you yes. know, like it's there already. You know, the confidence will just kick in in a matter of like two months, three months. The only thing that you can, that, that needs adjustment is the how the hospital policies, you know, because if you don't know the policies, it's, yes, it, 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 that is not your mistake, okay? So it takes time, you know, like to know the policies, where you can get the policies and then, and all this stuff. So probably I would say like six months to one year for that certain hospital. But when you move to another hospital, there's going to be another you know, policy, there's another culture again. So it's another adjustment. So because I work in a different states, different hospital, I did traveling also. So uh, the scariest part is, you know, like the communication, I would say, you know, it's so hard to adjust, especially different languages, accents, things like that. Yeah, it It will take time. Um, and, and, you know, I would just add to that as well, having been an immigrant myself, as well as seeing thousands of nurses coming through to the U.S., um, it really varies per person. It depends on your background. It depends on if you worked in other countries. Um, it depends on, the, on the, the facility that you're going to, how good their orientation and training is. So it really does vary. But I think that general culture shake in a culture shock in my opinion you're probably looking at overall and this is not just the clinical aspect this is the whole experience is usually looking at about six to twelve months um before you start to feel that you are integrating into the into the the culture that's the organization and again that's not the clinical side because i know the question was more the clinical side um, that's just kind of the overall experience. Okay, last question. I've got so many questions I want to ask. <laughs> the last question. Okay, we're going to talk about the states right. because, as we've said, many people don't realize how different it is in the different states. So, Rianne, I know that you have been in, in Texas now for two years. Um, and um, I want to ask you to share your experience of living in Texas. What have you learned in terms of, okay, we spoke a little bit about the taxes, so we maybe don't need to go into that in too much detail, but like the cost of living, what you like about it, what what you, you know, with the best attractions you've seen in, in Texas, what you maybe don't like about living in Texas. Oh, one thing for sure is I love Texas. Even though I, I don't have any relatives here in Texas, all my relatives are in LA, in California. I love Texas because, um, of course, the weather is 
it's not that uh it's not that it's similar to the philippines so it's not that very cold and it sometimes get hot and it's uh, uh rainy so it's okay with me it's 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 variable very variable here in texas the weather here but i love i love the temperature i don't uh get to wear a lot of jackets uh, and then um what else uh aside from the cost of living uh the cost of living here is really um cheaper compared to other states we only uh have also like 30 percent in our taxes so you can buy also a house in just like three hundred thousand house which is already a mansion like three to four bedrooms with two two bed two baths already so it's cheaper the housing here the cost of living and even the um the gas i think the gas uh, we reached like just one dollar and 20 cents like that but I, it's playing one 150 like that one six one point sixty cents it's really cheap the gas here so also i love the freeways and um nasa is here the so if you want to visit and be a uh, feel the outer space experience nasa is here galveston one of the historical places um because texas is also a very large um state it's the second largest uh state in the united states and the second most populous um state in the uh, uh, in the in the u.s um secondary to uh, california because i think california is the number one so and texas it's not houston that's the capital of texas it's Austin, actually. So just a fun fact. So that's about Texas. Fantastic facts there. I love it. And Bernard, I know you also lived in Texas, but in a different part of Texas. How is your experience different in Texas or, or the same as Rianne? And then tell us a little bit about Nevada and California. Sure. Um, when I was in Texas, uh, what I like is the weather. You know, the weather is like Philippines humid but not as humid compared in the philippines i like the food in texas i miss the the, the ribs <laughs> yeah I, I i miss the steak everything is big in texas you mm -hmm. know the houses the food the freeways the roads you know that's what they said everything is big in texas. in texas it is very true <laughs> so um what i don't like in texas for the pay of nurses you know um i would say i mean you know it it it's only okay, for, you know, just to pay for your living. You can still save because the 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 houses, the the apartments are 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 cheaper, and it depends on the person. But compared to when you go to the west side, let's say for example California, I think California has the highest uh, paying nursing jobs. Uh, in Nevada, to be specific, I live in Las Vegas. What I like in Las Vegas, it's fun. Now you know. It's a beautiful city. It's more spectacular lights, a lot of shows. Um, there's a lot of Filipinos also, for FYI. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a Jollibee, there's a Max, you know, like all those stuff, Filipino stuff that you missed in the Philippines. Uh, there's a lot of that in the West Side, Las Vegas and Nevada. The pay for nurses, I would say on the average. Um, Las Vegas, I wouldn't say it's cheap. It it could be I would say affordable. You can get a house worth four hundred or right now it's four hundred. Uh, when we get a house there before it's like two hundred fifty thousand. This is all uh, uh, what do you call this loan? It's not a one-time cash. We don't have a two hundred fifty thousand US dollars to pay for the for the house. So um, yeah, that's for the Vegas. For the California, 
Um, I would say uh, Northern California uh, pays higher compared to Southern California because when I try to, to Google and look at it, um, let's say, for example, for average pay nurses for LA is somewhere around 35 to 40 dollars per hour. You can earn that also in Las Vegas and also in Texas without uh, state tax. Not in California, there is a state tax. But in northern side of California, like San Francisco, Bay Area, um, you know, the starting nurses like 65 new graduates, $65 per hour to $75 or $80. But again, it's the cost of living. You know, the houses here is so expensive that I don't understand. You know, um, houses on the average for, for, for some people wanted to come here because they think, oh my God, you know, like traveling jobs in California is pace high. You can hear right now like $140 per hour for the crisis nurses. But it's hard to leave to get a house for a million dollars. And then you have to fix all those. There's a lot of things to fix, not brand new. It's an old house starting from $1 million, $2 million loan. And then it doesn't necessarily mean you're a nurse, you can afford that. No, you need two to three jobs for you to afford that kind of loan. Okay, so that's why nurses here are so hardworking, like my friends, my colleagues, my coworkers, they have two to three jobs. They don't sleep. They want money. I don't know why. You know, like it, it, it depends on what you want. You know? What's your priority? Yeah. Because What's we, your have, goal? we have traveling nurses from um, East Coast. They just to come here and then work. And then they go back to the state where they're coming from and then save that money. So because of the, the cost of living is, uh, is very expensive. Yeah. And, and I think just for anybody who's watching, just to also clarify that Rian is talking about specifically Houston, Bernard was talking about McAllen, Las Vegas, and San Francisco. The states that they were even speaking about, there's a lot of differences even within those states. So even between McAllen and Houston, or if you're in a small town in Texas, or um, between Fresno and San Francisco, or Las Vegas and Reno, you know, there's, there's a lot of differences from a rate perspective. And I think the message hopefully should be clear to everyone is that every place has got good and bad. So in California, you might earn more, but the cost of living is more, the taxes are more. And, and it all just depends what you are looking for and what's the best fit for you. So I just want to clarify that for anybody who's, who's watching. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we have gone way over time. Oh, but I thank you. Bernard is shocked. We had fun, right? <laughs> One hour and a half. <laughs> this was such fun. Thank you, Rianne. Thank you, Bernard. You did an awesome job. I was just looking at Rianne's picture behind her with the heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was just thinking, Good. Um, what, where's my stack? Let, uh, there you go. Let yeah. all that you do be done in love. Oh. I love that. I love that. When I saw it, too, that's why I bought it. Oh, I love it. So so I, I just wanted to highlight that because I, I know that everybody watching is looking to Rianne and Bernard and thanking them for their big hearts, for giving their time now to help other nurses to adjust to living in the U.S. And I'm so grateful to both of you. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing your experiences, for giving people hope and inspiring them for a better future. 
So we want to thank everybody. We'll be back next month uh, with two more guests. If you have any um, additional questions, please let us know. Um, and Rianne and Bernard um, have agreed that they will go into the chat if there are any specific questions that you have for them that we didn't get to. I tried to get to as many as possible that, that we didn't get to for you, that they will go into the chat and, um, and answer those questions for you. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Please tag your friends. If you have not yet found a sponsor, if you have not yet passed the NCLEX, you have not yet passed the IELTS exam, please do so. This is your time. This is the best. You know, I've been doing this for many, many years. We have many employers all over the U.S. There are so many opportunities right now for nurses. Thank goodness the, the, the you know, the pandemic is, there is great signs of hope. So now is the time to do that um, and uh, to, you know, the American dream is very much alive and living, as we know from Rianne and Bernard. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you for watching. Stay safe. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.